Hello, everybody, and welcome to Soup Boys Episode 1, where we talk about birria and all of its goaty goodness. Just wanted to clear a couple of things up before we get started. Uh, we did not have all of our information set up and ready when we recorded this podcast, but now we do. So, if you want to contact us on Twitter, we are at GetSoupBoys. That is at G-E-T-S-O-U-P-B-O-Y-S. Also, we are an anchor. So, if you want to send us any voicemail messages and have us answer him on the podcast, you can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash soupboys. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash S-O-U-P-B-O-Y-S. If you would just like to send us an email, you can email us at getsoupboys at gmail.com. That is all. Let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Soup Boys, your number one soup-related podcast. I am your host, Manuel Esqueda. And I am I your co-host? What am I? No, you're. Am I you're, also your host? You are also a host. I am also. I'm. I'm not your. I'm not your. Uh, your funny assistant. No, no, no. You're also a host. I am also your host, Sal Esqueda. Or you could just say Sal Esqueda, whatever you like. Salvador Esqueda, Chavador Esqueda, Sal. I'm Esqueda. Sal Esqueda, aka Chef Sacasal. Very good. So. Um, this is the first episode. Ooh, can of, I just be Chef Sal? Actually, I want to be Chef Sal. Whatever you like, Chef. I'm Chef Sal. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, welcome to the very first episode of Soup Boys. Uh, as I said, your number one soup-related podcast. There might be other soup podcasts out there, but none of them are as fresh as we are. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a very specific soup, a very Mexican soup, and that soup is called birria. Birria. Yeah, birria. It's got a hard R in it. For Let's all try of to you. say it. How does someone I say it? Birria. Birria. Yeah, I know. I'm awful. Birria. <laughs> you got to practice that R. R con R cigarro. R con R barril. R. <laughs> you know, I could never get that growing up. The trick is to just compulsively say that tongue twister until you get it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that, and I, but I'm probably going to start right now. Tres tigres tristes tragaban trigo en un triguero, en un triguero tragaban tres tigres tristes. That's Are you, do you want me to say it? No, no, no. I'm just telling you the one it is. I'll send you a link to it later. I know that one. I know tres tigres tigres. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the base of our podcast right here, <laughs> in case you guys are wondering. I'm um, familiar with tres tigres tigres. I can't say it the way you say it, but I, I definitely know the rhyme. Well, just practice it compulsively. I, I will. I would. Do you want me to start now? Do you want no, me to, no. Do you want me to go practice Vestis Testigres instead of podcasting with you right now? Preferably not right now, if it can okay. be helped. As soon as I get off this thing with you. Yeah, yeah. You can start doing it. You can do it while you wash dishes, while you. That's true. While you cook. Yes. While you while you smoke, your bong. While, while you, you wait to go up at the stand up comedy open mic. While you watch TV, all of these things. If anything, mm-hmm. if you wait for the stand up comedy open mic thing, you can um, you can uh, warm up your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually just go. Get it nice and toasty. So, um, uh, soup do you ever boys. warm up your mouth before you go out in public? Mm, no, no, I've never done that. Oh. I warm up my mouth before I talk to somebody. Sometimes, like if I know I'm going to be speaking to a person. I'll uh I'll warm it up real good. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, 
red ye- red leather, <laughs> yellow leather sort of shit. You know what I'm saying? What does that do? What does the red, yellow leather the thing? Yeah, red, uh, red leather, yellow. Okay, I guess I realized what it does. Yeah, you just got to say it. It's, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just realized it. What is the point of even saying red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yeah, shit. yeah. Suddenly it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Soup Boys. <laughs> so, what, so, what is Soup Boys? In Soup Boys, uh, we're going to be talking about soup um, because there's a lot of soup out there and nobody is talking about it and it doesn't get the respect it deserves as a dish in the dining room so i figured we should make a soup-based podcast to really give it the respect it needs and requires far too long an appetizer and never often enough a meal right exactly or just people don't even consider it a meal not even an appetizer you know what i mean sometimes um other than like certain like meal soups that i can think of off the top of my head i do remember like it, it's sometimes like the, the uh the topic of a rachel ray episode you know how so? Where she's like, where she's like, we can make a fun meal. It's just the soup, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, soup requires so much to it in general, though. You know, it's like, I mean, it's quick and easy in one in one hand, but on the other hand, it requires like a rich stock, or in the case of many of the of the Mexican traditional soups, um, they require like a giant amount of spices, and thyme and chilies, and yeah, but it's all all of that goes into a stock. Okay. It is all based in st- a stock is the is the heart and soul of the soup, you know. Well, that's why you're Chef Sal. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about the stock. Let me and tell you I- about the heart and soul of the soup. <laughs> the stock is the heart and soul of the soup. You uh, know, it's funny Chef like Saka with a Sal. lot of like with a lot of like really really um delicious foods, there's like there's just a really simple simple ingredient right at the beginning. You know, like you're not gonna make a good pizza dough if you don't have good water. You know, and you're not going to make a good, um, good tamale dough, tamale dough if you don't have like good water too. You know, you can't just put a bunch of like nasty, unfiltered, minerally water and expect it to be as good as if you get like some nice clean water to make your stock in that you make the soup in, you know? I know. You get what I'm saying? I get what you, I see. I see what you're saying. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because all the soups, all, all, soup, all soup is essentially just like ingredients suspended in liquid, right? Yeah. And that liquid is usually like it's the at best it's gonna be a stock, and then at worst you're adding some water. And but then at that point, like the 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 quality of the water that you use is also gonna be really important. Okay, that's really interesting. What kind of water do you use to keep it quality? Just filtered water specifically. You know? So you wouldn't recommend sink water. I'd recommend sink water if you're putting it through a Brita filter. You know, I'm not saying go out and buy Fiji water to do all your cooking. But will but, Fiji water make my cooking yeah, taste better? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you just if you just use cold sink water, I use it sometimes to steam things in. But when you think about it, it's like that's the that's the in a way you are a soup. You know, the base of your <laughs> soup is water. Like the base of like, do you want to? What kind of water do you want to be made out of? Fiji. Fiji water. Yeah, that's the water <laughs> that Mike Tyson feeds his pigeons too. Actually, is it? So what I'm saying is, you should break into Mike Tyson's house and steal all his pigeon water. And use it for soup? And use it for soup, yeah. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can take Mike Tyson. Right now. Old Mike Tyson? Well, <laughs> you have to break. I, I recommend breaking in at night like a cat burglar. Yeah, honestly, I think that's better than trying to fisty cuffs with Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, like, knock on the door. Hey, know. everyone, don't break into Mike Tyson's apartment and steal his, his pigeon Fiji water, all right? Don't do that. 
But if you do send us a bottle. Yeah, if you do send us a bottle and tag us and tag us on the picture. Send us a bottle to soupboys at soupworld.com. We don't have a website or an email yet, so don't send it there, but uh, you can tweet at us. Um, I'm at Manny Grins on Twitter. I'm at Saka Salpai, actually. Yeah, that's a quick plug for ourselves. Right yeah, yeah. There. M-A-N-N-Y-G-R-I-N-Z, Manny Grins. Yeah, what were we talking about? Is that an uh, airplane I hear over there? On my end? Yeah. I don't... No, forget. I thought I heard an airplane flying over there. No, no, not right now at this moment. There are planes, but there are few and far between. Yeah, yeah. Over here, I'm actually, I've actually got a lot of traffic over here. I can't hear it, so it's good. All right, awesome. So, um, Sal, we're going to yeah. do a little bit of self-introduction now. Um, episode one. Tell the... You know, you were, you were still talking about soup, though. You were talking about the, the, the spices or something. Should we just... We should just go... Keep going. Sorry. I mean, we'll get back to that. Right now, people don't yeah. even know who you are. Who are you, Sal? Man, what it what is what is it to even be something? You know. All right, chill, 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 chill the fuck out and just help the people who you are. So, <laughs> chill out. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Jay Z. Okay, I'm chill out, Jay Z. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's see. I'm Salvador. I'm I'm Manny's brother. I uh, I'm a chef in San Diego, California. I've spent like. I guess as far as my credentials go, I spent the last like 12 years of my life. I've been working in food service and different restaurants. I've been a meat cutter. I've worked at Japanese restaurants, Italian restaurants, Mexican restaurants. I attended culinary school at the International Culinary School um, at the Art Institute in San Diego, California. And I'm also a musician. And yeah, right now, I'm, I, right now I just run my own business in San Diego trying to uh, sell uh, selling uh, preserved food goods, preserved dry goods, you know, like hot sauces, jams, um, some baked goods. I'm also a musician and a dog walker. Cool beans. Yeah. And I am Manuel Esqueda, uh, Manny to a lot of people. I'm Sal's brother, Sal's younger brother, to be specific. Um, I currently live in Germany, the city of Erfurt, uh, gang gang. And I am just a home cook for the most part. I consider myself a pretty good home cook, but I am far from a chef. Um, probably my best skills I actually learned from Sal, if anything, just from watching him cooking. We talk about cooking a lot. Uh, yeah, we do. We do talk about cooking a lot. We like food. Food is very important to both of us, uh, very close to our, our hearts. Specifically, um, Mexican uh, cuisine is very important to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why... Which is why we specifically chose birria for episode one, uh, goat soup for the soul, if you will. Um, I'm also a business. O- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll but talk about in my that opinion, later. we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, yeah. We're getting too we're getting too <laughs> excited here. Um, we're still talking about Manny. Um, so I, I live in Erfurt, like I said. I'm a small business owner. I own uh, this company called Brick House, B R K House. Uh, we specialize in accessories. Right now, specifically lapel pins and embroidered patches. You can check that all out at BRK underscore house on Instagram, BRKhouse.com, and BRK underscore house on Twitter, and BRK house on YouTube. We're all over the place. But uh, yeah, BRK please check that house out. World. Worldwide, <laughs> 2009. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much me. Small business owner, brother. Um, lover. Lover, renaissance man. So... Um, I guess now with that out of the way, we're both like a couple of Renaissance men. Hopefully, 
but yeah let's not say it too much because then it just sounds like we're really full of ourselves we are such renaissance (laughs) (laughs) we're just so fantastic at many things we are so you could say that or we just do so many things and cannot just like get one thing right you know yeah jack of all trades masters of none or renaissance men um Yeah. yeah gonna say renaissance men because i think we dress well specifically ball jugglers ball jugglers the jugglers of balls <laughs> but yeah anyway um so like we said episode one we're talking about birria goat soup for the soul as i had mentioned yeah 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 good tagline yeah 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 I, that's the title <laughs> of the episode we got to keep plugging the same thing in so right here let me find my and then in, even in parentheses it'll be like even though it can be made with pork or beef <laughs> Even though I can't remember pork or beef, they'll probably keep the title a little bit short, but you know, now they know. Birria, right smaller letters, goat soup for the soul, and then just even smaller letters with parentheses, mm-hmm. even though it can be made with pork or beef. <laughs> Birria, as a soup, dates back to the early 17th century, from which several versions are derived. Did you know that, Sal? Um, no, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, it's all the way from the 17th century. Started That's in uh, old, yeah. Jalisco and. Atequiza and Zacatecas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Originally, much like um, many things that are old and indigenous or old and um, what would be considered um, soul food, I consider birria soul food. Um, things much like many things that were considered soul food, it's um, it kind of started. Yeah, it's very similar. It's it, very much like a soul food. It kind of started um, because white people were being it's a little healthier than soul food, though. Yeah. Definitely, like way less greasy than most soul foods would. You'd consider them to be. Yeah. Originally, it started because white people were being mean to brown people. Did you know this? Just like soul food. Just like soul food. Exactly. (laughs) So what happened was um, the Spaniards had a bunch of goats, like more goats than you can shake a stick at. And they were like, how about we give this smelly, tough meat to these indigenous people? And hopefully it'll give them indigestion along the way with that, too. You know, (laughs) Um, this is what they thought. This is what they wrote down. Um, but they were pleasantly or in unpleasantly surprised to find they literally like they literally like gave them gave them goats with and hoping that the goat would give them indigestion yeah yeah that's what they hoped for not only yeah you know do you, do you think they didn't do you think they didn't eat the goats because they were so religious no I mean goat is normally like really tough and smelly like normally people don't like goat it's kind of just like, I know it's tough but it's like it's 17th century Europe you know what the fuck they were they were eating some gnarly things back then too <laughs> like well, do you think the goat just looked I think the goat just looked that appetizing to them because it like represented the devil too a little bit like you don't think that had anything to do with it I mean I'm I'm I could I could make assumptions but uh, yeah I didn't read any any writing about it so <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> That's got to have something to do with it, you know? It's like, this gives them this fucking devil animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all I read really was that it was mostly just because the goat is known for being smelly and it's known for being like a a tough meat, you know? Is a goat that much smellier than like a cow, a pig? They were eating pigs. The meat, though. Pigs. The meat, though. Not, oh, not the, the animal in and of itself. The meat is smelly. That's true. Our mother doesn't like goat for that reason. Uh-huh. Because it's a smelly, smelly meat. And it's, and it's tough. It it's unless gamey. You, gamey it's gamey, yeah. Too, that... Unless you cook it right, which the indigenous people did. Originally, it was baked in a hole in, in an earthenware kind of a bowl sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine like a big round bowl with a lid. Yeah, for hours, you know. 
to make yeah, it yeah. not gamey and not smelly. And that's the original loving right there too. Exactly. So they took this. You know how that works? I actually saw I actually saw I saw people doing that in Mexico one time making the birria the original way with the hole. Oh yeah? Yeah, you know how they get the, you know how they get it hot? They put a bunch of hot rocks in there. Exactly. They put a whole bunch of hot rocks in there. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it. I fire. just read this, but now I have firsthand information. I saw it one time. Yeah, yeah. I got to see it one time. I forgot. I don't even remember. We were, I was just in TJ and I ended up like, I was just, you know, driving around with some friends and we ended up there in like the Rosadito, like Hermosillo, like by the beaches area, you know, no longer in TJ, no longer in the city of TJ. Yeah. And yeah, they had the hole and they pull it out and like they light a big fire and they they fill it with rocks and get, all the rocks get super hot and then they clear some of the rocks off and they put the meat and they cover it and the meat's wrapped in the mat, the meat was wrapped in banana plants, banana leaves that day. Yeah. And then they cover it with rocks and then they cover the hole. How long ago did you see that, you think? Uh it was like 2 years ago. Oh, okay. But you got to see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eat it. <laughs> How to taste? It was good. Delicious beaver. Yeah. So a lot of the spices that there's a lot of spices to this dish. Um, do you know of any of the spices from over there, Sal? Any spices, ideas? Well, actually, that time it wasn't beaver. That time it was like a barbacoa. It was like a roast lamb because it wasn't in the bowl. It was they were just cooking the 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 birria. They were cooking the lamb directly just with the banana leaves. Because mm-hmm. I think if they were like if they were doing it the way you're saying it, where it's in the earthenware, there's probably a bunch of spices and other things in there and some liquid too, right? Exactly. They're all uh, there's it's a lot of spices included in the cooking process. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't using the earthenware bowls. They were just like wrapping meat in leaves. But it was the same oven. They yeah. were using the same oven to make a different dish. Yeah. They use bay leaves, pepper, thyme, garlic, oregano, ginger, sesame. Marham, tomato, onion, dried chili, pepper, uh, puya, guajillo, um, and that's just some of the some of the kind of spices that they use in prepare in prepping this goat for hours. Mm-hmm. And once the goat is cooked, the meat is served in a deep dish, yeah, bathed in a sauce yeah. resulting from its cooking, and can be enriched with chopped onion, uh, red chili pepper sauce, or lemon. Normally, we eat it with corn tortillas. Cilantro. Cilantro, very important right there. So, lime though, lime is not lemon. Lime, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just used to it's it's all the same to me. But yes, lime. <laughs> In Spanish, there's no there's no separation between limon and lime, lemon and lime. You know. Yeah, I know that's weird, huh? It's pretty much for I me. Think, go I think. Go ahead. Sorry, what were you gonna say? For me, it's always just been um, what's in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think there is I think there's a lima and a limon, but I think everyone just calls everything a limon over there. Like in the dictionary, there's a lima, which is the lime, and a limon is the lemon. But I think colloquially, like no one cares anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Because for the most part, everyone <laughs> just get like just gets limes over there. You just always get limes. I never see lemons really. Yeah, I never see lemons in Mexico for the most part. Yeah, and when lemons you do are see more expensive, when you do see lemons, people like love it. Um, I remember going out with um, our cousins to go eat tacos, and they had lemons instead of limes. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Personally, I prefer limes. I I think lime tastes better than lemon. And they were like, really? Because I love lemon. And I guess I guess it's just because like, you know, when you're used to seeing something more often than not, you like it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemons. They don't they don't get to eat lemon all the time. Lemons are a little bit sweet. They have they're a little bit sweeter. I feel so. There's more acidity in lime. Uh 
You know, but they're very acidic too. They're both really acidic. But yeah, I guess I think I think that I think the lemon I think the lime has a little more acidity. It's the lime is just a little bitter. It's not the acid. It's just got like a little bit more of a bitter quality. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I like it more. Yeah, yeah, no, same. It tastes better I on like limeade. Tastes better on my guac, and limeade is better than lemonade too. Mm-hmm. But did you know, Sal, that apparently una birria is a colloquialism for a mess? Really? Yeah, because um, I, I had never heard it, but apparently it's a northern Mexico colloquialism, but I'd never heard it used before, but I'm sure if you ask grandma, she could tell you about it. Um, but yeah, to say that something is una birria or ese hombre es una birria is just pretty much saying like... Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't know that phrase either. Well, it's northern, so I don't know. She's from the north. Uh, yeah, it's probably, it's probably pretty old. It sounds old. Uh, we'll ask her. <laughs> we'll do an update. I'll ask her the next time I see her. I'll bring you an update. <laughs> Ese hombre es toda una birria. It just means like um, it's a total mess because the way you make the soup is kind of a mess too, I guess. Uh, I never it's really... Not, does that mean that he's savory and delicious? No, it does. It means quite the and opposite. Complex, complex and bold. <laughs> I think we should switch it to that. Like that man is savory, delicious, complex and bold. And bold. Es, un, bold. es toda una birria ese güey. <laughs> ese güey, toda una birria. But no, um, unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> it means a total mess. A room can be a birria. A person can be a birria. A birria can be a birria, you know? Oh, yeah. You can birria up your birria. Exactly. It's all just about being a total, total mess. <laughs> so that's, that's birria in a nutshell. Um, a little bit about our personal history with birria. So what do you remember about birria? Exactly. When you think about birria, what do you think? Oh man, I mean, we ate so we just ate so much of it, you know. <laughs> I just like it's just, it's just like breakfast with your grandparents is what I think about. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, I, contrary to um, what many people might think of when they think about breakfast, or even just with the family, you know, family breakfast. Exactly, that makes me think about. Yeah, um, what I was reading another another thing that I read is that birria is traditionally made for things like weddings or celebrations and whatnot but i don't think i ever had it in a wedding or a celebration it was just something we had um because we felt like it like we felt like having birria that day and whenever we had it it was yeah. like well like you said it's it's an old dish so like since it goes back since it goes back so many hundreds of years it was like before we had like before before like restaurants serve birria you know because like cause growing up in mexico there's birria, there's birria places everywhere yeah like that's like that's a whole theme of restaurant you know it's like saying i'm gonna open a diner over here or i'm gonna open a burger joint over here you know yeah in mexico there's very yeah. specific restaurants if you sell tacos you're a taquero if you sell tamales it is un tamalero and in mexico yeah, it's there's those where it's like just that business like if you sell birria all you sell is birria you know it is un birriero i guess un, yeah. un, un carro de birria or un, una cancha de birria you know it depends but yeah 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 but that I mean, person but we have european style restaurants too that serve like a bunch of different kind of dishes but yeah but the traditional stuff is usually um, and sometimes they have birria too but it's never good it's never as good as the place that focuses on the birria. Be good birria yeah yeah it's much like um think about japan how in japan a chef will focus on one thing his whole life and he'll be amazing at that thing it's similar to that. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Mexico, I mean, if any of you guys ever go to Mexico and decide you want to try this fantastic, fantastic soup, all you got to do is hop on a taxi and tell them, quiero birria. 
Yeah, yeah. Just ask him to take you to his favorite beaver spot, probably, or and, like one that he th- that he knows is good, and you'll be set. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's my advice yeah, for visiting yeah. any part of Mexico. Everyone over there eats it. Yeah, that's my. I advice had some for shitty birria in Mexico the other day. Oh yeah, was it? You want to be- talk about my shitty birria right now? Or? Yeah, let's talk about your bad bad birria. Oh, it was so bad. I was um, I was in Mexico going to buy going to buy prescription drugs. Because it's cheaper in and, Mexico. Oh, hella cheaper, man. Hella cheaper, dude. You know, Viagra over here is like 25 bucks a pill. Mexico, it's like $2 a pill, dude. Are you saying you needed Viagra? I'm just giving you an example of a pill that everyone knows. Oh, okay. I'm always <laughs> surprised by how hard they push Viagra in Mexico. Because I'm like... Yeah, yeah exactly. That's because I know... I'm 27, they the and they'll be like dudes my age being like, Yo, you want some Viagra? And I'm straight up like I'm trying to find ways to like not get erections. I don't need Viagra. <laughs> um, this one time we went to go to La Bufadora with my mom, and some dudes were selling these like steam clams. And the uh-huh. dude selling point is like, "This is better than Viagra." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "Yeah, I eat it all the time, and I have like five kids." Like, I'm here with my mom. <laughs> no, and I told him like I was like, maybe you should have like, stopped at like mom? the second clam. Like, <laughs> If like you, you have stop f- having unprotected sex, you need to stop having unprotected sex on clam with clam penis, like because <laughs> it's it's too strong. You're too strong, man. You're too strong. <laughs> you don't need all this yeah. all this like hard, powerful you know, clam clam juice in your system. You're set. You're set, man. You're set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, um, put the baby gun down. Put the baby gun down. You're selling clams in the at a tourist attraction, my man. <laughs> the last thing you need to do is like reproducing. <laughs> so I know, right? How much? How many kids can you have at the clam with running the clam stand? I mean, as many as you want, as long as you don't take care of them. Shannon's clam stand. Yeah, if 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 you're if you're like Drake and hide your kid from the world, <laughs> you don't need to worry if you're cooking in the clam stand. Your kid will be just fine because he ain't gonna see you. <laughs> but finish telling me about this terrible, terrible birria. Oh yeah, 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 and somas too. You know, you can buy. Do you want me to talk about all the drugs you can buy in Mexico? Is that this, is that the kind of podcast this is? No, no, that's for our other podcast, uh, Hot Soup. If you guys oh, like yeah, this yeah, podcast, make sure to go check out Hot Soup. Um, it's another Soup Boys production. It's a comedy and culture podcast where we talk about things that uh, upset us or things that happened in general. It's a form of therapy for us, which is mostly just two brown men yelling into a microphone. I hope you enjoy it. But back to the soup. Are we going to yell? We're probably not even going to yell that much. No, no, we're not going to yell. This is just the turn of phrase. We're not, we're not those kinds of brown men. No, no, We're no. not those kinds. Not we those can be, kinds, though. You can you still know? catch these hands at any particular moment. But that's, <laughs> oh, not, yeah. that's not the point of that podcast. We're not going to be yelling at you for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Find out what scumbag shits I was up to in Mexico <laughs> on hot soup. Yeah, find out all the scumminess on hot soup. With the soup boys. All right. Back to the so, back to the soup though. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. So, I'm just over there. I'm at the I'm in the tourist section, and I I I, I knew I knew it was gonna be bad. You know, like I I knew what I I kind of knew what I was gonna walk into, but I was hopeful about it. Because it's the middle of the it's not well it's not the middle of the night it's kind of earlier it's just it just got dark it was just at the time of the day the year when it gets dark early, but it was like eight you know. Like eight thirty or nine. Um, oh man, do you want to know how I got? Oh, I'll tell you about how I got in later. Um, it was like eight thirty <laughs> or nine, 
and I'm walking through there and I see a sign that says Birria open 24 hours. Like, and there's like an arrow pointing that way. And I'm like, all right, I'm about to get robbed or I'm about to get some beer. Hey, I'm here for the, I'm here for the 24 hour Birria. <laughs> I looked at it like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like I'm like, there's an arrow pointing that way. It's like, all right. And then like, I just imagined the guy, you know, yeah, sir. The massage parlor is like down the dark alleyway. Just go in there. I swear. But. I turned the corner and I found the spot and it was a really weird birria <laughs> joint. It was run by a bunch of young kids. Like everyone that worked there looked super young, super like super bored. Like everyone was like, fuck, I hate being here. And it was like just a really small, the whole restaurant was a really small white room with like the little birria kitchen, like in the corner, you know, he had the little oven and some pots and stuff. And there was like a big TV playing like a giant TV, the biggest TV you've ever seen. <laughs> on the wall <laughs> it was a huge tv and it was just playing like really obnoxious like club like music videos you know yeah like club music and the accompanying music videos for these clubs were playing <laughs> there. like like whoever owns this beer shop you can tell it's just like some fucking asshole with like really tight lines on their beard and like a fade <laughs> and gold jewelry you know and he smells like a lot like cologne and he just wears those obnoxious, like, big sunglasses, you know, and he thinks it's really cool. I mean, he to be honest, loves... owning owning a birreria does sound really cool, but it sounds like he's doing it completely the wrong way. Like, It was awful, yeah. And I sat down and I ordered the birria, and it was just like, it was like, you know, the shredded meat, but it was like the little tiny strips where it's like, what the hell is this? There's like... Like, there was meat in there, but the meat had no substance. Have you ever gotten that meat that, like, oh, might yeah. as well just be made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Air, you know it talking? might as well be, like, you're just you're just chomping on mush. You know what I mean? It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it wasn't even matter. This one time I got yeah. a double cheeseburger at this one restaurant in Erfurt. It's called Best Burger. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me tell you, was Sal, it? I've had better. <laughs> so... <laughs> It, 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 I got the double cheeseburger stuff. We got the regular cheeseburger, and we both agreed it was garbage. And the meat just—it, I was just eating matter exactly, just like you said. Um, and I've had the same experience with birria as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy, beer is very easy to fuck up. Yeah. I could put, I could stick a I could put a water hamburger I could put a water hamburger in some uh, boiling water and call it birria, you know, with some paprika. <laughs> Careful with, that, those, careful, with those, t- careful with those, careful with those, careful with those peas, Sal, you're popping them pretty hard. Paprika. <laughs> you need a, you need a guard mic or thingy. You need something to guard that mic. I think it's called the pap smear, right? No, no. I think that's what you get in the <laughs> hospital like when you're a lady. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so you, so it sounds like you had some pretty terrible birria. I mean, but that happens no matter where you go. Honestly, the oh, best. And the kids just stare at you the whole time. Like, there's two servers, and they like the place is so small, and the only place they have to stand, they just like kind of stand up against the wall. You know, like in one of the only like little spaces left, and they just kind of stare at you while you're eating. Hmm. How many? What's the square footage? You would you say? Oh my god! It was it was tiny, bro. It was like the. Like, whatever the size of the living room at your old apartment would be, you know? That's tiny what, as fuck. What do you think the square footage on there was? Like you talking San Diego? Or you, you talking San Diego or are you talking New York? No, 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 in San Diego. Like, just the living room. 
I don't know, but yeah, for a freaking restaurant, it was like two hundred square feet. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how square feet are. I'm not a construction worker. It was small, y'all. It was small. It's it was small. It was a shack. It was the size of like a, it was a small room. Imagine, the was a imagine small a shack. Room. He was eating in a shack. It wasn't in a shack because it was in the city. It was right in the city, so it was really like just like he a was eating in a shack, people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a shack eater. It was a goddamn shack. So. <laughs> <laughs> Back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, birria for us at least has never really been something we have at a wedding or a or a quinceanera or anything like that. It's always just been something that you know. Uh, our oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think like yeah. The the prevalence of the birria restaurant though was like back to that. Back to what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's why it's not really like wedding. Well, some well, shit, man. Okay, so I think just because all the restaurants came up, that's why maybe it didn't become as often of a special occasion food. But it was always, it is always still a big deal when you go to a party and someone makes birria. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if somebody brings birria to like, the party, it's a it's a freaking party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like maybe it's not like like you don't have it catered at your wedding as often because there's just so many good restaurants that are like are so accessible and it's super. It's like considered. It's like one of the cheaper foods you can get in Mexico. You know? Yeah. But it can be really expensive, too. We've gotten some expensive birria in Mexico. Yeah, I've gotten it, too. But um, it was damn worth it. It was some damn... It was worth... It was some worth expen- worth it expensive birria. I remember when we when we went with my ex-girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. I remember. It was good as hell, though. You I could, still have pictures of you that thing. Pictures, you should find those pictures and put them up. Like, I'll, I'll look for them. something for this episode. I think I still have them on that's Facebook. Like, that's the dream birria spot. If you want to know what a birria spot should look like, that's what it should look like. Yeah, what we went. It to should that be day. a small building with like one dude um, sitting behind a counter with a, a wooden chopping block, pulling out yes. the meat. And He's got to have a little oven too. A little oven, pulls out mm-hmm. the, the 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 goat, chops it up in front of you, puts it in a deep bowl for you, and then pours the sauce on it, and then uh, homemade tortillas, of course, tortillas fresh ones you can also get the sauce on the side which is how i like it the stock yeah yeah the consomme as mm-hmm. it's called actually over there they call it consomme you can get that on the side i like it i like it in the i, I like, like it the in the little cup and i like to drink it yeah, yeah. i like it on and I, I like it in the bowl i put a little bit in the bowl i put a little bit on top but yeah i like it on the side i like to drink it while i'm eating my tacos <laughs> but yeah <laughs> for me um um, I got my passport today. Actually, I can go get some birria. I can go get some fucking bomb birria right now if I want to. Finally, again, I'm so excited. Do you know how excited I am for this? I I, am, I can only imagine. That's pretty tight. Mm, I can. I guess I could visit you too. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice to too. You could come over and check out Europe. Um, Is the birria over there? <laughs> non-existent, my man. Uh, we could. We should bring birria to them. I don't. Can they handle it? Can the Germans handle birria? Um, I think maybe in Berlin. In Erfurt, I was uh, honestly here in Erfurt. I think tacos would do really well, um, but uh, I'm kind of like focusing. I, I I'm I'm in a bit of a pickle where, as far as like, I want to open up a a taco restaurant, but I also want to um, open up my clothing store. But I'm more passionate about my clothing, so I'm probably gonna do clothing instead of food. But if the clothing does very you well, probably do clothing. Food is a pain in the ass, my guy. Yeah, exactly. If the clothing does exceptionally well, I might expand to some kind of a small restaurant. But definitely gonna focus on the clothing. I'm more passionate about that anyway, you know. But um, as we were saying, for me, menudo and pozole has always been more of a celebratory food than talking about birria. Birria. Yeah, exactly. That's oh, that's for oh. a different day. Really? Yeah. 
because of all of our family reunions, we always had some dude bringing in menudo or pozole, or like the whole family would get together. And I think it's because no one had the fuck because no one like had the had the skills to make the birria though. I think no one could make a good birria, so they didn't mess with it. Yeah, you might be right about that too. You might be right about that too. I think they were intimidated by the birria. <laughs> Don't be scared, boy. Which is not difficult to make, but birria and and menudo and pozole all are somewhat similar when they make when when they are made, but um, menudo and pozole is a little bit easier, I think. I don't know. Sort of, sort of. The preparation for the because the because the menudo and pozole is just simmered all the way through. Like the preparation for actual birria, which we can get into later if you want. We will. It's 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 for the traditional one. It's very different. It's very different. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess that's an, enough personal history about the birria i suppose and actual history about the birria why don't you tell us um a little bit about the way we cook it chef well do they you know i don't know too much about menudo pozole but i believe that like you just those are just like like pot simmered soups right like you just put a bunch of stuff in a pot and simmer it with liquid yeah yeah but on the side you make um and wait you make the you make this uh, uh chili paste that you add to this but then you just add the chili paste into the into the stock into the pot, right? Yeah, and it just cooks along with everything else. Based on my own recipe, yes. But I yeah, haven't. That's how I thought it. I was haven't too. done an in-depth review like I did for birria yet, so I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with birria, you take the chili paste is actually like the chili paste is interesting. If you want to talk about that, it's called an adobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a Mexican adobo though. There's different kinds of adobos because you know Filipino people have an adobo too. But their adobo is just like a mix of like soy sauce and vinegar. All right. It's Filipino adobo. So, but Mexican adobo is just, yeah, Mexican <coughs> adobo is like what you were saying, a chili paste, but it's just a bunch of like dried chilies. Well, does the word adobo come from Spain? Yeah, it's definitely a Spanish word. And, in that, and, and then that's the why they... And Filipinos are both like a culture of people that were conquered by the Spanish. So Yeah, yeah. So that's why. That's why you have Asian names with like how the word Cortez at like last name in Philippines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's how the word adobo ended up in both languages, yeah, in yeah. both Spanish and Tagalog. Shout out to uh, all my Filipino primos, all my Filipino yeah. primos out there. Fili- Filipinos. I rock with y'all. Lumpia is my is my jam. So please finish telling us about this this adobo though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the adobo, the Mexican adobo, is a mix of the dry... You take the dried chilies and you reconstitute them in water. And most often for uh, most often for, for, for a Mexican birria, you, want, you need a guajillo, an ancho, a cascabel, and uh, uh, arbol mm-hmm. for spiciness, you know? Those are like the four main ones. And there's also there's also one called a puig, I believe. Like a P-U-I-G, a puig chili. Mm-hmm. Or puig or puiga. Puya. That one's kind of rare. Puya. Puya, that's it. Yeah, the puya chili. Puya or guiajillo. Oh, the guajillo and the puya are the same one? Well, one or the other is what my my information says. Oh, okay, because I said Oh, no, guajillo. wait. Dry chili pepper is added. Oh, yeah. It's called puya or guajillo. So it's the same. Oh, thing. so it's the same one. Okay, so I said so I said guajillo. Then yeah. all right, I thought it was a different one. Good then. So yeah, so guajillo, ancho, cascabel, and arbol. Oh, I know my shit then. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you reconstitute them. You grind them up with a bunch of herbs and spices, and that's how you. Uh, that's how you get your uh, your uh, your chili paste. And I also recommend that you run that all through a sieve too. You know, so they usually run it through some kind of a filter. 
because you want to get all those um you want to get all the skin and uh and seeds out yeah because those are just those are just ruin your day while you're eating it it's, it's a tragedy when when you leave the skin in it really ruins the beaver what about blending it um yeah you can blend it that's how you do it you just you mix them up in a blender and then you just pass it through a filter oh pass after the, the fact through a filter after you blend it yeah and that way it'll uh it'll filter out all the all the ba all the chunks of like skin and seed mm -hmm. that are left over and then with a birria what you do is you take the adobo and you season the meat with salt and pepper and then you rub the adobo all over the meat mm -hmm. and then you put it in the oven okay you roast it in the oven like on a rack and then yeah you just you just collect the liquids Mm -hmm. And then you use the liquids yeah. with the adobo to make a to make a sauce. Yeah, yeah, but the, or you can also do another good another thing that you can do that makes it pretty good. You can like after you roast it, you dry roast it because you want to you want it to be really tender anyway. It's like a long slow cooking process. You can like put it on top of the on top of the. You can put it in the rack, you know, over the the the, the pan that you collect. You can put it in the pan that you collected the liquids in and add some water. And cover it and then braise it longer. Mm -hmm. And you get more stock that way. You know, that's how you make the consomme. And you get like a braised, it's like a braised, dry roasted chunk of meat with a lot of liquid. And that's <laughs> like what a traditional birria is. Okay. Sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Have you ever made one yourself? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. At a restaurant or at home? No, just from well, as a, when I was working as a private chef, I made beer for a couple clients. What they think? They told me it was the best one they'd ever had. Right on. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, it always surprises and that's me. That's the recipe I used. Those were the chilies. Those chilies that I named, I, that I called out, were the exact ones I used too. And if you guys have trouble um, uh, figuring out what those spices are in English, if you are in a place that you only speak English, you can always. Really easily, just Google this stuff uh, and write the name that Sal said, add the word spice, and you'll get an image of it. And you can always find any. Yeah, yeah. And then if you have any market with a Mexican section, if you have any, yeah, yeah. If you live in any with any grocery store that has a Latin food section, if they have dried chilies, they'll probably have the the ancho and the arbol and the guajillo are probably all gonna be there. You know. Yeah, I found all these spices when I was in New York, also in. Uh, at a shop, right? So it was a pretty regular, re pretty regular grocery store at that. Uh, when I was making my menudo, um, I just had to do a little bit of digging, and uh, I had to ask um, a couple of associates to help me out. Mm -hmm. But I found it, so you guys should definitely try it out. It's it's complex, it's deep, but if you get all the ingredients and all the process right, by the end of the day, you just throw that sucker in the oven, and you have an amazing dish. So. I suggest you guys try it. And then you just wait. Yeah. Then it's the waiting game. How many hours would you say? You know, it's one of those things where it's probably going to be ready in four, but you can let it go for eight. Yeah, a lot of people will cook overnight and then they'll have it in the morning. Like we yeah, said. Yeah, or 16 or 24 if you really want. Well, 24, yeah, yeah or 24 might be too long, but yeah, like 12. 12 hours is a good cooking time. Yeah, like we said, we normally, we remember having these for breakfast. Um, birria for Mexicans. Mexicans, we have a very hearty breakfast, and birria is a is a breakfast for us. Uh, one, because 
I, I don't know. It just is. But two, because the places that cook them, they start in early, and once they run out, they run out. So they mm -hmm. usually run out pretty quickly as well. You know, goat is just goat and lamb are like breakfast foods in Mexico because like you, you can only get the lamb tacos in the morning too. Yeah, yeah, the head tacos, lamb tacos. You can only get those in the morning. The really saucy, over like long cook meats are all breakfast meats for us. Mm hmm. Yeah. Beef bourguignon for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, it's good for us. We like it. Uh, yeah, when I was working at Tacos Perla, actually, we did have we did have a birria recipe, I remember, but it was like we, we never really actually served it that much because whenever we made it, like the employees would just eat all of it. <laughs> <laughs> like we would make birria and we would just like we would pretty much eat most of it and take a bunch of it home. And but every once in a while we would like serve it to people and everyone that got to try it said it was the best one they had. Like the best taco on our menu, I mean, not the best beer. It was a bunch of white people there. None of them had ever really eaten birria, but, you know, they said it was, it became a lot of people's favorite taco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it always surprises me how little people visit Mexico, even people who live in San Diego, not visiting Tijuana or something like that to go have some quality Mexican food, especially a city like Tijuana that has such a long and great cuisine history and tradition. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's scary to also looking because even if there's a lot of good Mexican food, there's a lot of bad Mexican food over there, too, you know? True that. And I guess, and then people, actually, just people over here in San Diego are just scared of going to TJ. From when I talk to them, like, people are just scared of TJ. Hmm. Yeah. I have a friend right now who she likes to go to TJ. She doesn't care. But, I mean, like, her, her attitude was surprising to me, you know? I mean, for anybody out there thinking about visiting Mexico, if you guys visit any of the large populated towns, you're just as safe as uh, you are in a large populated American town. Pretty much the trick sort is of. the trick is to just mind your own business and don't go picking fights with with gang members. Don't go picking fight with narcos, and you should yeah. be fine. If you're a if you're a male, you're twice as safe. Also, yeah. Oh um, yeah. Definitely. Oh, if you're a woman. Like I don't. Who knows? Who knows how safe you are as a woman? <laughs> Yeah, as a, as a woman, you just got to be safe. You just got to be careful at, like, the clubs and what you drink and whatnot. I mean, by the end of the day, that's the same procedure for any bar that you go yeah. to, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, if, you're in a, if you're in the tourist areas, you're going to be fine. If you're a white person in the tourist areas, nothing's really going to happen to you. And if you're a person in the resorts, you're actually safer there than you are in the U.S. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're at some resort, yeah. But, I mean, if you're just crossing... To get some Mexican food, or some Mexican Viagra, mm -hmm. or some Mexican Viagra. You're trying to give. You're trying to give your girl. The <laughs> Let's cut that part out. <laughs> Cutting that out. If you're just trying to, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was allowing all the shits to slide, but the <laughs> is gonna have to be cut out of this podcast. <laughs> all right. That's a, that's a soup. That's a hot soup word <laughs> yeah, yeah we might we might talk about that on hot soup then. Mm. all right <laughs> so anything else you want to say about birria um and yeah and then also just want to add that that one time when i did when i was making it for my private clients i wasn't able to get the cascabel chilies and it still came out really good so that one's that one's kind of hard to find and i just want to like add a note that it's not if you're trying to make it on your own you you don't really you don't need to get that one but it's great if you can <laughs> right on if you guys have any questions uh hashtag um soup boys uh tweet at us 
will be happy to respond. Like I said. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a, I have a, I have a Twitter too. Yeah, I was, we're, I was we're, just gonna we're, work, I was gonna we're do about my plugs to, at we're about the to end. plug that. This is the end, so. Okay, well, I just know you did your plugs at the beginning, so just before you sign off, I want to plug my shit. No, so. no, you're going to get to plug it too, Sal. You were going to be right after me. Okay, sorry. I mean, go ahead. You can go first, Sal. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, you go first. No, I mean, obviously, you were in a rush. Please. <laughs> it just sounded like you were signing off and you already did your plugs, so I just don't want you to think that all the plugging is done. No, no I was very much aware that it's not. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I insist. Okay, okay. I guess I, I'm on Instagram at Sakasal, <laughs> and as well as Chef Sakasal, and I tweet from Sakasal Pie at Sakasal Pie. You want to spell that out? S A K A S A L, and then Pie like the delicious food P I E. All one word. All one word. Everything. All my Instagrams and Twitters are one word. Right on, and you can find me at Manny Grins on Instagram at Manny Grins on Twitter. And you can go ahead and tweet at us whenever you want or need anything. Hashtag SoupBoys. Hit us up. Uh, join Do us next. Do have a Twitter handle too? Are we at SoupBoys? No, I don't think we have that yet, but I might as well grab that, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. For now, like tentative at SoupBoys on Twitter. So like we said, hashtag SoupBoys, at SoupBoys. Make sure to check us out. Uh, like, follow. Tell your friends, please. Uh, if you guys... Tell your friends or use the hashtag. We'll shout you out on the show. And we are. How, how about this? If we if you tell your friends to use the hashtag at this point, we'll have you on the show. I mean, if you're <laughs> in Germany or San Diego, then sure. Yeah, yeah. You provide your own transport. Yeah, yeah. We we provide nothing except the platform. We are uh-huh. uh, we are on Anchor, um, so you can find us on Anchor uh, on Soup Boys, and right on with Anchor, you can send us a voice message, and we can hear it and um, answer any of your questions you might have. If you want us to, we'll also play your voice if you do that. But if you don't want us to play it, make sure you say, do not play my voice. And we'll just answer your question through the... And just feel free to send questions about anything. Yeah, you know, just anything. Just any questions. We, we can use some of them for the other. We can use some of them for hot soup. Yeah, some of them might be hot soup. If they're too wild, they will be on hot soup. If they're... Uh, family friendly <laughs> they will be on soup boys yes yeah so join us next week where we talk about pho a vietnamese soup that is pretty popular right now not as popular as ramen but it's certainly gaining traction in the united states it is gaining traction it is getting these white people think they discovered everything uh columbus syndrome join us on hot soup for more on that <laughs> Get it recorded, get it recorded